Welcome to Healing the City Podcast. My name is Eric Stephen, and I'm sitting across from Jake Barr, and he didn't even know he was going to do a podcast today, but he's sitting in my podcasting studio, the Village Podcasting Studio, and helping me do video. And so yes. here we are. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, I made it here. You made it here? We, uh, my, uh, my daughter's uh, car uh, didn't start this morning, and so... We went from having three vehicles to one, and so it's pretty cool that we actually made it to all our places with only one vehicle. So that that is an accomplishment <laughs> in itself. Wow, <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, that's the thing about having three drivers, and then you go down to one car, and you're like, oh, this is not going to work for yeah. very long, is it? <laughs> yeah, Heather, Heather had a dentist appointment, but it was literally only two minutes from here, and we got out just in time to come here right on time. So it, it was pr- pretty easy. It could have been a lot harder. <laughs> yes, it could have been. Well, you know, if you need to borrow a car, I have an extra car. So. <laughs> well, I've got two that are blocked in at this moment. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, so Jake, how long have you been going to the village with your family? Um, we have been here for the last two years. and then it befo- been two years? I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And then before that... It was about a six month, a six year span, and then yeah. we were here for probably about uh, five or six months. Yeah, and uh, but it wasn't until we were yeah about two years ago we were finally ready to take the plunge, to take the plunge into the village, <laughs> the healing the city. So I, I have two streams I'd love to talk to you about. So let's just talk first about stream number one, which is what you do for a living. You, okay. You own a company, and the name of that company is? iRapture.com. Okay. So, first off, can you tell me how you came up with this name? Sure. So, um, my business partner back in, well, at a New Year's Eve party back in 2000, uh, Y2K, we we stayed up and we picked out a name that would try and uh, keep God first. And so, we went through a lot of different name options, but this one met that goal while also being available as a dot com. <laughs> Key, important. You needed it to be available <laughs> as a dot com. Were there other options that just weren't available as oh, dot coms? Oh, yeah. yeah. This was not at the very beginning of the dot com craze. There were quite a few names that we wanted that were already taken. Wow. Um, but w- So we, we spell it with a lowercase i um, to, to try and reflect some humility and the idea is that if you're um, a believer in Jesus, then you're ready to be raptured. And essentially, yeah, believers in Jesus can say, I rapture, you know, as a, ah, as a statement so, of... So the word rapture is means to be caught up in the sky. To be... Yeah. And so there are a lot of different ideas of what that word means, but... When somebody says that, that's what they're meaning. That when Jesus returns, we're caught up with him. Yeah, and, and over the last 20 years of using that name, uh, we've experienced people thinking that we're a dinosaur or, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I raptor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. I raptor. And for people who may not be, you know, followers of Jesus, I would usually explain it sort of like a spa experience where you might be raptured in that <laughs> regard. Yeah, right. Like a, a, a rapture experience. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, that, see, your company is what kind of company? What do you do? So we're, we started off as a website design and development company, and then we we have branched out into uh, focusing on marketing and content work and advertising. 
Um, and so we're current, but we're um, and over the last twelve years, we've been focusing on the pregnancy center world and helping pregnancy centers. Um, Primarily, probably about 80% of the work we do is in that pregnancy center world. Yeah, and that's really where I wanted to go because, yes, I, I think that making content for people's websites can be healing the city one person at a time as you engage people. But in your particular business, what you're doing is trying to help people and companies that, uh, yeah, he's just going to swipe his nose here in a moment. That's all right. It's all live on there. Uh, but anyway, you, you are trying to help people who might be considering having an abortion yeah. change their mind and, and, and approach having that baby. And, and so you're trying to help comp- you know, organizations that do that reach those people and connect with those people. Yeah. So um, our goal is to reach women who have an unexpected pregnancy and who may be at risk of deciding to uh, have an abortion in order to encourage them to find this this group of of uh, Jesus loving people who are looking to help this woman through care, listening, um, and essentially providing free uh, pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds, and services to essentially provide a space for them to um, show that they really care and that there's someone out there who is listening and. And it's compassionate towards them in order for them to change their minds or to choose hope or to choose adoption or parenting about 80% of the time when they may have came in looking to get an abortion or trying to find out more information in that, yeah, to go that direction. Yeah. So is this something that your business fell into? And, and it wasn't like something you set out to do? Or is it something that has always been on your heart and you're like, yeah, I, I, as much as I can do this, this is what I want to kind of do. Um, a little bit of both because when we start, when I started, I was, um, I was, uh, before I started the company, I was connected with a, um, I saw this uh, skit team called the USA team, Unified Students for Abstinence. They came to my school and they did these, uh, abstinence skits that were hilarious and promoting this positive message of waiting until marriage to have sex. And, and that skit team was, just really appealing to me and so I ended up joining that that skit team after my senior year of high school and was a part of that group for about two years and that's how I became connected with what's called today Hands of Hope back in the day it was, it was Crisis Pregnancy Crisis Pregnancy Centers of yeah, Tucson yeah, but yeah. now it's yeah gone through a name change and and so with that group um, I essentially was volunteering, not really realizing the the impact of the message that I was giving because I was primarily there because of the enjoyment of doing um, ad lib and different types of skits with this group. It was a lot of fun. We had to write our own skits and do lots of we, – we performed at schools and at the – at the prison and you know the juvie um, and these different youth groups all the time, probably like an event every week. And it was pretty oh, active. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and then I, you know, I believed in the message, but that wasn't necessarily the reason why I went to go do it. I, I enjoyed the, um, the the fun value of that experience. And and then essentially that connected me with the Crisis Pregnancy Centers of Tucson. And then eventually, um, you know. Time passes, and I became their publishing manager, working on helping them print their materials. I ended up building their first website, which was terrible. We had 
we had the plan of salvation and the King James version on this website trying to speak to women who might be seeking abortion. And we had, you know, we essentially had all our messages mixed up. We didn't understand how to, um, to have a very clear message for the, you know, for a select audience while having a different platform for a different audience and different message. Uh, and so we've learned a lot over the, over the, over the years. Um, and we've, we get to help a lot of other people sort of fast track their learning curve when it comes to messaging and when it comes to communicating with people and helping them get to the right goal line um, or the right direction. Right. So, you, so you're basically uh, really helping people who who their main purpose is on the ground caring for people and they're not necessarily experts at like trying to communicate that to larger groups of people or targeted groups on certain platforms they're good at doing it eye to eye nose to nose with a person but necessarily trying to communicate it beyond that in a in a well another way to look at it would be the uh, very often the board of directors is not on the front line talking to the women. Right. And so they're, they're sometimes um, removed from the situation where they don't understand the messages and they might have preconceived ideas of how to do it, even though they never actually tried those ideas and, you know, with a client. While the executive director and the volunteers get it, they understand our, um, the need for separation because they've been practicing it and they talk to these women all the time. And they, they understand it completely, even though they may not be able to put it into words. Well, they, it, it, it seems to it me connects really quick. Like um, maybe, and I'm not make, trying to make a critical statement about the board, but maybe the people on the ground understand a little bit better what it means to take the gospel and make it like a practiced reality and realize some of the, the things that you say are not always helpful. You know, you, you can't come through the front door and kick the door down and, and you have to kind of draw yeah. people in and, and meet their need. Yeah, sometimes the board will have, members of the board will have people who have head knowledge, but maybe not have had experience applying it. And once you try and apply it, you get you get a, um, a street-level wisdom that is incredibly helpful when trying to figure out how to to make care these, for people who how, are, how to care to, how to care for people in a way that they will accept it because there's this statement that is just genius what someone says may not matter but how someone perceives it is how you can define and weigh what was being said like literally how someone hears it will define the value of what's being said and the cool thing about that is that you need to know who your audience is if you want to have value brought to that person. And so just because you have something great to say, it may be great for one group and it may be terrible for another group that's in a very different place. Right. So it's, it's honoring your audience and, and caring for the, the actual audience. Yeah. And so that's, that's a way that you, in the larger sense, heal the city one person at a time. Like that is what you've been doing before you came to the village and probably why you fit well here in our community. But there's another, so that's one story. And, and well, before we get to the next story, is there, do you have any stories like of just like where, because you've been doing this, what, you said 12 years? Where 20. 20, but yeah. like really on the content, building these things for 80% of your business? Probably, yeah, that's probably been about 15 years 15 years. Yeah. Like, do you have some stories of like, wow, like where you, because you, another thing is you're kind of disconnected from the street. So you don't always get like, this is how what I'm doing actually impacted people. Do you have any stories like that? 
Um, well, so speaking of di- being disconnected, so I feel like I'm sometimes like the support person for the person in the front line yeah. trying to essentially provide them with tools right. and with resources. And I feel like I get connected to the front line because I get to speak to people that are in the front line and we interact at a high level all the time. That's and so cool. I get to hear their stories and then I get to use their stories to help other people in similar cir- circumstances so that they can benefit from essentially the the team of other organizations um, who are going through the same struggles or have um, already made it past a, you know, a, a difficulty. Um, and the other part of your question was... Well, was just like, 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 wow, wow, like things, the way we've shaped this website has, has impacted people, like where you get kind of that confirmation of what you're doing is... Yeah, so um, let me think about that. So... Sometimes we'll hear from a center director after a new website is put up and Google has a chance to to index it and they, they start getting traffic to their website and they start getting appointments through the appointment form and we essentially get to hear some of the success stories of people scheduling you know more appointments over the last three weeks and they've gotten in a long period of time or wow. we'll hear stories of how the women how women have been helped or pictures of babies saved oh. and moms holding their child and and essentially, that's a serious encouragement to all the other people who get helped. And sometimes we don't get to see the pictures or hear right. some of the quotes, but when we do, it sort of gives a it sort of gives like a face to to all the numbers that we often will see and that we hear about. Um, and um, I mean, things are things have changed when it comes to like how this all works on the internet. So like six. Or no, actually, about seven years ago, um, I heard from a center in San Jose that so they, they, every center keeps track of like how women heard about about them. Bef- so when they come in, they can know what's working to how to reach women. And for the longest time, it was always word of mouth or the way people were talking. You know, word of mouth by a friend or word of mouth by a professional. And like as being the number one reason for why a woman would come in the doors and set up an appointment. And then about seven years ago in San Jose, I heard for the first time that Google had passed word of mouth. And essentially, oh, wow. and then over the, you know, since then I've heard other, other groups, both in big markets and medium sized markets say that Google slash internet has passed word of mouth. I like how Google and internet now are synonymous. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I could, I would say like social media or websites, but those are not, it, it's, it's the Google internet grouping more so than like other areas. And the interesting thing is that Google has done a lot of impossible feats that seemed impossible or unsurmountable, and essentially replacing word of mouth, I would add to that list. Like that is, so like when someone asks you a question, instead of saying, ask somebody, very often we'll think or say, you know, Google it. Google it, yeah. Yeah, and so that's where women who are looking for help on unplanned pregnancy questions or abortion information are going to Google and there's a lot of different questions that they have and that's where they end up looking for answers and so well essentially when it comes to building websites we've had we've had to transition into content marketing in order to be found on Google which is key for helping having this group um, find these these centers and organizations that are looking to help them and so it's not really websites have been reduced and content has been 
increased when it comes, which is great, which is great because content's been important all along. But for a long time, content was often um, not not looked at as being as important. But now there's a lot of numbers and data that supports how how important content is. Wow, or high quality content at least. Well, Jake. I was going to have you fill in as, uh, question number two, but we'll have to come back to that because I realize I have another appointment. Okay. <laughs> but this is awesome because Healing City podcasts tend to be about 18 minutes to 20 minutes. Oh, good. And so that was so cool. Thank you for doing this on the spot. Thank and you. learning the mics because uh, you're going to be using them at some point. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank Bye. you. You've been listening to Healing the City Podcast with Eric Seepin. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.